0: Hello, everyone.
1: I'm choking on my own spit, He's but it's dying, a great episode.
0: I just can't even help him right now. I'm so, I'm so it's sad. Okay. Don't die.
1: We have a really awesomely fun episode. Yeah, we do. <clears throat> I'm choking, so Mathis is
0: going to tell you what's going on. <clears throat> yeah, please don't die while I explain this episode. Thank you. No promises. <clears throat> So, uh, Comic-Con's happening right now. So, we, t- we talked a little bit about uh, some news going on there. We talked a little bit of other movie news. John is in Spain, so he, he talks a little bit about that, which is oh, exciting, exciting, obviously. Yeah, he's uh, O oh, from Spain. <laughs> I'm so funny. I was on a, a live, uh, not live, but I was in the audience for a taping of a show that uh, I talked a little <laughs> bit about. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we yeah. got an email, which we mentioned last week or I mentioned last week, and we got to that in this episode. Uh, there's, uh, some, yeah, there's some juicy content there, and then we close it up with talks about the body in connection to the mind <clears throat> and to the spirit and the way that we have to care for all three. And we just have some, some uh, little back and forth, some dialogue about all that jazz. and A little banter. A little banter, banter. They already know um, that. They can expect it. Yes.
1: You have to forgive us a bit on this one because my internet in Spain is not great. So there may be a little dead lag time sometimes. But I, we we got we got through pretty much all of it without any interruption. So just yeah, be a little forgiving.
0: Hopefully, hopefully it hopefully sounds it, okay. It'll be
1: fine. <laughs> but it's really <laughs> fun, <clears throat> and we had a lot of fun. It was. We yeah. hope you guys have a lot of fun. Um, but if you want to email us, you can email us at helloandadou at gmail.com, H-E-L-O-O-A-N-D-A-D-I-U at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter um, at, at helloandadou, or you can rate and subscribe on iTunes, because that <clears throat> helps other people find us. And I'm still choking, so forgive me. You literally but, choked um, through
0: this whole intro. That <clears throat> sure it's did. It's amazing you're still alive. But,
1: yes, God bless. Um, <clears throat> but we hope you guys enjoy.
0: Yeah. Thank you for listening, everyone. Enjoy the episode. Well, hello, John. Buenas noches, Mathis. Oh, long time no speak. When did you learn Spanish? Was it while you were on your vacation? Si. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm so Spanish. Yeah. What have you been doing over there? For anybody who doesn't know, John is in Spain right now, and I don't know Um, what he's been doing, so he's going to explain himself. Oh, nothing. He's just been sitting (laughs) in the hotel like you know, bingeing television, strangers things. Yeah. <laughs> just watching stranger things. Um, <laughs> yes. So I am currently in
1: Spain. I'm doing yeah. a tour where we started in Portugal and then now we've kind of just been moving our way around the Spanish coast. And right now okay. we are in the capital of Spain, which is Madrid. And, um, Oh, you're in Madrid right now. See, season <laughs> <laughs> si, senor, that's awesome. Um, it's been it's been amazing. It really has. Um I you've lived overseas, so I think you'll understand this. There's just so it's so different than living in the US. Um yeah. not only like culturally, but also like just all the buildings have so much history and there's yeah. so many colors and there's just such a different energy and especially the colors. This is one thing I kept seeing is like, you know, in the US all of our buildings are black, gray, silver and here they're all you know like pastel colors they're like red yellow orange yeah. you know did i say yellow <laughs> another shade <laughs> said of yellow, yellow.
0: And all like, the shades of just... yellow <laughs>
1: <laughs> but what it, it they've done a lot of psychological studies on colors and it really does change moods and so like mm. I'm just thinking like, you know, if we have all these blacks in America, it's no wonder that we're all friggin' depressed. <laughs> and here, you get to go outside and see colors and it just psychologically makes you more happy. Um so yes, well, I have been much happier.
0: <laughs> st- stereotypically speaking, but you know, stereotypes do have some truth to them. Spain yeah. just has this everyone imagines that Spain is completely drenched in color. Like People, when they think about Spain, they're like, yeah, there's just, there's reds and there's yellows all over the city. And it's, it's it's actually (laughs) true. Yeah.
1: And like, it's so clean here. Like everywhere is clean. They actually like take pride in their country, which is amazing because it's so dirty in America. Like everywhere you go, it's just kind of filthy. But here, like they really take pride in all of their streets and sidewalks, literally everywhere we've been, have been very clean. And it just... I don't know, it, it's just been great. We've gone to a lot of museums, seen a lot of, like, art, and I really like art and the history behind art, so it's been yeah, cool. Yeah, arts,
0: art's so fun. Um,
1: Especially when you have, like, guides to, like, actually tell you the history of it.
0: Yeah. You know, because they <laughs> You're actually, not just like, ooh, another pretty one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I like
1: that one and that one. Not, no, not that one, but that one, Yeah. <laughs>
0: As far as like cities and countries go in Europe, it really is just like country by country um the the state of cleanliness changes. Like some really really care and some don't. Yes. And Spain is one that cares. Like Yeah. You never know what you're going to get because sometimes it is it is like oh, this is like being in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is very very dirty like Paris is so much dirtier than you yeah. would imagine or you would want it to be
1: <laughs> that's true but it's been great how has uh your week week and a half been
0: it's been good it, it feels weird that we didn't uh talk last week like it feels like it was like a long period of time
1: but uh, I loved your ep- I know already told you I loved the episode with your friend it was so fun,
0: yeah, it was it, it was a sounded really good time. fun. I
1: was, I was listening to it in, in the bus, and I just I uh-huh. kept like smiling and laughing, and then I found myself <laughs> wanting to like contribute, and I was like, "Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I can't
0: now you now you know what all of our listeners feel like Yeah um, yeah, so what did I this last week has been super busy it's been. It's been really good though. Like there's been a lot of uh just stuff going on, lots of projects and things. Something mm-hmm. really fun that I was uh pumped to be a part of was I went to a live taping of At Midnight and I basically got my That's first big so push. Awesome. You know, as an actor, it was my big breakout gig, you know.
1: Were you actually like, in it? Like did they pan the audience and you're like they're like waving your hand like hi? Hey.
0: Well, yeah, I'm I'm in the second row, so you can see me in a few shots. It's it's pretty cool. I think I'm gonna get a lot of new uh, gigs because of I this role. So. I think. so. I think it's gonna boost it's gonna boost my popularity for sure. When we were when we were doing the recording of At Midnight, I think you know this about me. I am not a very uh, I'm not like a always loud person, but I can get really <laughs> loud when I want to.
1: Yes. I remember when we saw the first Avengers movie. Oh my god. During, yeah. You were squealing <laughs> like <laughs> sitting next to you. You were like uh, clapping yeah. at everything. It was I definitely know that giddy side of you. Almost manic.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and it is very much like a switch. Like I can just go, I'm deciding to be loud right now. And and also it was like partially a challenge to be like I want to see if I can hear myself in the episode when I go back and listen yes. to it later. Let me tell you, John, I can hear myself in the <laughs> crowd. I can hear me like just whooping and hollering. and it's it was quite a moment. <laughs> it was quite a moment of pride. But yeah, you can see me sort of clapping like a little giddy schoolboy in some of those panning shots. You know what was um, uh, so on the episode? It's the guests on the show. I did not know what At Midnight was until, like, the day that I went. I really thought it was a talk show. It is not a talk show. It's a game show. It's a game show based around whatever's happening on the internet that week. Like, it's... Yeah, it's amazing. It's very very cultural. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But the guests were Paul Feig, who directed and co-wrote Ghostbusters, and then two characters from Ghostbusters, the guy who plays the villain and the someone who has a cameo in it uh but she's um famous for other things so she's lily uh-huh. in the at&t commercials oh you know cool yes yeah so it was those three um but john i, I was, didn't know she had a name in
1: the commercials
0: yeah she does I, I believe they call her by name but you know who i'm talking about even though you you didn't even know yes of that course her name was lily yeah um I was so loud though that all of them definitely made eye contact with me. And it was it That's was pretty kind great. Of
1: awkward. Because no, you know no, what they're looking like shut.
0: No, they weren't. They were smiling because I was laughing really hard. And they did this were one Were you pointing at them like ha 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 No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Oh. I was just I was just smiling back at them when they smiled at me. But uh they oh. did this one gag where they were right in the crowd like right in the aisles of the crowd Uh and um i was like laughing as they were like prepping because we were sort of in the act break so they were about to do the gag and i was like laughing watching uh watching them just being silly and they like looked over at me and i was like oh my god you know they're looking right at me and it was (laughs) a that was definitely a highlight but the best moment of the night um the reason why I was so excited to go to At Midnight is because I just love Chris Hardwick. He's everything yeah. that I would like to I would like to embody as a host of a podcast. Just the way that he listens Definitely. to people, the way that he talks, the way that he just has such a he has such a good head on his shoulders and He's a good conversationalist. Yeah, exactly. And I've really as I've started listening to more and more podcasts and I've listened to more of the nerdist, the more that I've gotten to know him, the more that I really appreciate him. And, and that's why I was so excited to go to at midnight, regardless of whether I liked the show, watched the show, even knew what the show was, which I didn't. Um, so I, I'm sitting in the second row of the, the audience and I'm like right below his teleprompter and I'm just like, just below his (laughs) eyesight. So he's looking like just above my head the entire night. And I was like, "Chris, Chris,
1: Chris, 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 Chris. You should have
0: made like a sign like, hi, Chris. I should have. Yeah. I should have made it. If I'd known I was going to be your right number there, on I it. might've. Yeah, exactly. Be my have friend, me on your please. podcast.
1: Come on my podcast. At hello and adieu. That's yeah.
0: H-E-L-L-O. A-N-D-A-D-I-E-U. It's like all spelt out, like hyphenated. Yeah. Yeah. So. He's like, what? So we wrapped the night and Chris is, Chris is so energetic like he's just running around on stage like when he screws a lineup or when they're on the act break. And he's just like, woo, you know, having a great time. But he like he came by the the, the, the front rows and he was just like high fiving everyone. And he gave me a high five. And I was so Stop happy. It. I was so happy, John. Oh, I, I was like, uh, that's all. That's basically all I Life needed to is come complete. here for. Yeah, exactly. I, I got like, to high five Ray Romano once. You told me that. I, I think I saw the
1: footage. It's, it's kind of a big deal, guys. <laughs> it is. If you want to see it, we have it.
0: <laughs> I will send it directly to you. Just let me know. Just Along angry with my tweet acting me, headshot and, s- and my resume. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, just angry tweet at me, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that sounds amazing. I'm super jealous. And actually, speaking of Chris Hardwick... He does a lot of the Comic-Con panels. Yeah. And have you been keeping up with the news with the Comic-Con, or do you have any fun little
0: movie TV tidbits? I have not been keeping up with a lot of Comic-Con, but there was there was one thing that happened yesterday. I don't know if you saw this, but I wigged out so hard. So, um, Adam Wingard, one of, one oh. of my favorite... Up-and-coming directors, you know what I'm going to talk about, Adam Winger, yes. uh You know he made The Guest, which I didn't love, but I loved what it was about. It's a lot like Stranger Things in the sense that it's supposed to feel like an 80s movie. You know, it, it's got the uh-huh. 80s soundtrack, 80s color tones, uh, 80s acting. Um, it's good at points. I appreciated it for what it was. And he made Your Next Before That, which I I thought was great. Uh, he's one of the people behind VHS One and Two. You know, he's a part of this whole <laughs> indie indie market. It's it's really great. Like he's a part of this community that's been really pushing hard in the indie community, which is everything that I want to be a part of. So I really respect yeah. him as a writer, as a director, as an actor, as an editor. Like he he's very versatile. Um but anyways, for the past 3 years he's been working on this movie The Woods, right? And This is the year it comes out, and it's been getting a lot of, like, hype and buzz around the internet. Like, people have been talking about it, like, oh, The Woods is so great. Just saw a screening of The Woods. Woods is finished. Oh, new poster out for The Woods, new trailer out for The Woods. So I've been getting really pumped about this movie. You know, I was like, I'm so excited. You know, Adam Wingard's next movie. um, Love him. Love what he's about. And everyone's been talking about how it's one of the scarier movies within the last few years, and I'm all about where the horror genre is at now. So I'm, I'm already pumped for this movie. So, yesterday, they do a screening of The Woods. I wish I had... Like, this is why it's such such a benefit to be at Comic-Con, so you can be there when these things happen. But they do a screening of The Woods, and everybody finds out The Woods is a Blair Witch sequel. And the internet is just like, what? And I am over here like, yeah, I'm just looking at my Twitter feed, and I was like, what? Like, that... I was so pumped and just to, think, just to think that they've been making a Blairwood sequel for the last three years and nobody knew like how yeah. freaking cool that's like the whole Cloverfield you know yeah. 10 Cloverfield lane thing working on that for years and everyone just knew it as whatever its code name was and and then it's just like oh by the way this is a Blairwood sequel you know and they dropped a new trailer this morning and it was like I'm just so pumped about it. Like, I just think it's the coolest thing. I love that publicity stunt. And I'm a huge fan of the original Blair Witch Project. So, yeah, I'm very excited.
1: I'm happy for you. I did see the first Blair Witch, um, and it was scary. And actually oh, yeah, just watched terrifying. the trailer before I got on with you. Um, it looks It looks good.
0: It does look really good. And it has been getting it, really good reviews for the past, you know, year. Oh, it's been like going around that long? Well, yeah, I mean, just uh, earlier screenings and, you know, executives and just the the Twitter conversations from the creators, you know, the filmmakers about it. I see. Yeah, I'm pumped, obviously. You can tell by my, uh, my tone right now. I'm very yeah,
1: it was on elevated. fire
0: about this. It was, yeah, I was like, it, you know, <laughs> getting up there. Did you
1: see the uh, Wonder Woman trailer?
0: No, I didn't. How did it look?
1: It looks really good. Um, Chris Pine was featured a little too much in the trailer for my liking. Um, it it, it makes almost sense. seemed like it does, and I understand, but I kind of just want it. I don't know. It seemed like a Wonder Woman, Chris Pine movie. And I want it to just be like a Wonder Woman movie with Chris Pine kind of supporting, you know? Yeah. but No, I think it will be. It looks be. good. I, I do too. I think it'll be good, though. You should watch it. Um, I think well, the action yeah, I sequences mean, are gonna be on fleek
0: I really hope so I, I saw that sneak peek that came out like six months ago or whatever and I thought it looked <laughs> dreadful I was like this movie looks terrible and then you know I watched Batman vs. Superman and I was like you know what maybe Wonder Woman won't be bad so I'm, I will definitely check out that trailer
1: I'm just so happy to hear you like
0: giving DC a chance <laughs> I've given DC a chance John <laughs> Listen, no. I tried Green Lantern. I watched no. Man of Steel. <laughs> we all tried Green Lantern. <laughs> I did not finish that movie. I don't know if, I don't know if you knew that, but I, I literally gave up on that movie.
1: Yeah. Anyway, we've, we've talked about DC before, so I'm not going to go into it again. I'm just happy.
0: <laughs> I'm happy. So we had a pool party for work yesterday, right? It was a blast, and... Um, my my supervisor was like, hey, I got to duck out early. And I was like, oh, what's going on? And he's like, ah, got to get on the road. I'm going to Comic-Con. And I was like, hold up. You've been going to Comic-Con since how long? And you haven't mentioned it to anybody in the office? And he was like, yeah, we got our tickets, you know, like several months ago. And I was like, and you didn't say anything? We literally work in an office of filmmakers. We, <laughs> uh, you know how much of a nerd I am. Like, I want to go to Comic-Con one year. And you're just like, oh, Yeah gonna duck out early from this party gotta get on the road you know the whole comic-con thing uh no i i don't you're going to comic-con
1: Let, let's go next year
0: if we go next year we have to buy our tickets like last week <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's an exaggeration but we do have, we gotta get it on actually it. made me lol so that was funny it's a good it's a good joke sometimes sometimes it,
1: that. that joke doesn't work though like i've heard it before but it just worked this time i don't know good for you <laughs> Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. Do you have any uh, other cultural stuff?
0: Okay. Two more pieces of movie news that I want to just throw at you. One that I think is hilarious. Uh, (laughs) Did you see the article on Slash Film about Jason Bourne? No. Apparently he has 25 lines of dialogue in the movie.
1: (laughs) Oh, I did see that. What does that mean? Isn't (laughs) Like, is he just like grunting the
0: whole time? That means that he's gonna be kicking butt and taking names and he's gonna say hi and watch out and <laughs> and those are two <laughs> of his. And lines. Yeah, and Bafalish as he yeah. just guns somebody down. Just to put that in perspective for people listening, I believe the article said that Superman in Batman vs. Superman, the original cut, quite a quite a um quiet character, has about seventy lines. So that's less than that's half. That's very true. Yeah. That is, this dude is not going to be talking at all.
1: <laughs> and who else is going to talk in that movie? The v, the FBI, Julia Stiles. Is Julia Stiles that's still alive? She was in the trailer, so unless it's like flashbacks.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think we've talked about Jason Bourne. It is not my series, and this just further no. like uh, propelled me back. I was like, okay, I don't really. You know, like I would article. see it,
1: but I'm not going to seek it out. Exactly, and the, the article it,
0: was also saying that you know the Terminator in Terminator Two speaks even like a lot more than that, and he barely speaks. So I, I was like, I just don't because he's a I, robot. They gave him a little voice modulator, John. It's a, it's a, ter- it's a direct. I, am I forgot my words. Um, yeah. I'm just going to finish having my stroke for the rest of this episode. (laughs) Please do. (laughs) Do this on your own time. It was a personal choice as a robot. He was like, I don't want to say a lot. It's it's my choice.
1: It is my choice. Hashtag equality. Hashtag robots lives matter.
0: (laughs) I bet the Iron Giant says more than Jason Bourne will in this new movie. Probably. But I love that movie. I just rewatched it. I don't know if you saw that on my Letterboxd, but I did not. I uh, I rewatched it and I went through a whole box of tissues, and I'm not ashamed. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> okay, last bit of movie news that I want to yes. just chuck your way. Chuck uh, it right at Marian me, Marion Crane. Uh-huh. Marion Crane, who is the the lead character in Psycho, in the oh, original movie, right. Yeah. She is the one who gets the yeah. in the shower. Yep. Yeah. So they just cast her for Bates Motel. Yeah. And apparently this new season is like it's like they've gotten to psycho in the next season. So that's super exciting. What's what's a little um uh Huh? about it is that it's Rihanna who is <laughs> playing. Can you do playing.
1: that again? Can you do that again? <laughs> Can you do that again? <laughs> that
0: so was amazing. I, I, I read the article, Rihanna <laughs> as Marion Crane, and I go, huh because I just I'm a little yeah. here's the reason why it's a little taken aback, and the reason why it's a, it's a very weird uh creative decision is that not so much with Norma, but with Norman, they have tried to make Freddie Highmore as close as possible to the original Norman. Like, he is such such a close portrayal of the original character. Pro-trail, not betrayal. trail Yeah. Pro-trail. I um, still think I'm saying it wrong. But then, you throw in Rihanna, and you're like... Yeah, portrayal. Thank you. You throw in Rihanna, and that's like... Okay, that is a, a very a very direct different choice. You know, mm-hmm. that's not you trying to that's not you trying to meld with the original movie. So I don't I don't get it at all. And and then also to add on to the me not getting it, is that Rihanna has proven not to be a good actor in things. And I just <laughs> don't know why Have you why seen would Battleship? you sign up <laughs> Honestly I haven't and oh. I'm gonna need to watch it now. Yes. Just to further to further solidify my point. Right. But, I mean, what do you think? I feel like that's such a, like, an, an awkward choice. Like, you're throwing, you're throwing two powerhouse performances in with this girl who does, is not an actor, you know?
1: Yeah, it's definitely bizarre. I honestly wonder if it's just to bring diversity into the cast. Because I don't think they have really much diversity. And some shows get a lot of flack for being very whitewashed. So maybe she just came in and read, and they were like, uh, "You know, we're feeling
0: it. Give Riri a little, a uh, little role." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, perhaps that's what happened. I just don't see her walking in and blowing the roof off of the creators. No. They're just like, "Oh my God!" You know what? You are just going to have the best, like, the best reads with Freddie Highmore. It's going right. to be great. Your chemistry is electric. <laughs>
1: It is bizarre. And you make know. a good point with the Freddie Highmore thing and making the whole show is very similar in portrayals.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, it, it very much wants to look like it belongs in the same world, like the cinematography mm-hmm. and just the, the achievement and the acting. Did you see that so it's going to be its last season? It is, yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't feel like a cancellation, it feels like a very intentional. Yes. We, we might be seeing the end of a lot of shows, but a pretty phenomenal show just started. Um, If you, if anyone, great transition. Yeah. If anybody is not, thank you. Thank you. If anybody's not watching uh, stranger things yet, both of us are highly recommending it. It is a new Netflix original series. Um, It's eight episodes long. It's basically a a big mashup of Stephen King, Spielberg, uh, John Carpenter, uh, other eighties movie vibes. It's mm-hmm. it's like everything what I've been saying to people is it's everything you wanted Super 8 to be, you know?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say it definitely felt like Super 8 to me. I was gonna say put JJ Abrams in your little category there, but I didn't want to interrupt.
0: <laughs> it's it's just like like there's things in this that I was like, see if Super 8 did that, it would have been better. Like
1: this It is very much like Super 8. I didn't even think about it. How similar it is
0: yeah well because
1: like the monster and
0: yeah well both of them want to both of them are really just trying to be good 80s throwbacks you know so it's it's not so much that stranger things is like super eight but it's like stranger things and super eight are like everything that spielberg made in the 80s and yeah every like stephen king adaptation
1: well one thing i really want to talk about is the ensemble Like those kids, it's like pretty much the show is based around pretty much three middle school, like sixth grade middle school, not like late middle school, but like early middle schoolers. And there's like two or three high school students. Mm -hmm. Um, And it really is just based around them trying to figure out this mystery of where their friend went because their friend went missing. Um, And the kids are just so good. I mean, and. What I like about it is they didn't really cast, like, above their age. They seemed to cast the age that they were actually at, especially with the uh, middle schoolers. And they just have such good chemistry, and they're such good actors, both comedic and dramatic, um, which is hard for kids that age. Um, yeah. And the main girl, who's kind of like the mystery girl, is phenomenal. Yeah. Um. And... Winona Ryder is also in it, and she took. A, I took a little warming up to her, um, well, but towards the. Well, what's interesting about she crushed it.
0: What's interesting about Wayana Ryder is that she is one of those like actors that you have to sort of get into because she she's very, she's just constantly like electric, like she's always really big. So you just have yeah. to be like, okay, you you are a big character, you know? You'd be like whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what I was thinking was that, um, the, like that pilot is so effective at getting you into the show. And one of the really, uh, big iconic things about the pilot is that both Matthew Modine, who is the creepy bad guy, um, with white hair, you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So both him and Wayona Ryder are faces of the 80s. So you're like watching it and there's that iconography of, oh my God, I'm getting this like bittersweet feeling, not just because of the music I hear or seeing these kids like ride through the moonlight on their bicycles. You know, it's not just that Mm -hmm. stuff, but you're seeing people who you're like, you were a star in the 80s. And it's like, it just, it just pulls you in so quickly. And it's... Mm -hmm. And emotionally, it tugs you in too. Like...
1: I started Very crying yeah. after one of the episodes, only one of them, but it was Oh, which so one sad. was it?
0: Because, because I did the same thing. Just a little hint so that we're not spoiling it for anybody. I don't
1: specifically remember, but I think, oh, I don't remember, but it was when, like, it had to do with, like, the missing kid, I remember. W-
0: was it when um, when Heroes started playing? The song Maybe. Heroes? I
1: don't know. Because that's whenever back.
0: I... that's whenever i was like just oh my god i can't with this show this is so sad and well made i'm the type of person who cries when something's well made though i'm just like yes i just want to hug you because you were so successful in what you just did it's a great show yeah and everyone should watch it you're done I don't know how he watched it, guys. He's in Spain. He's living it up. He's saying he's having a good time in Spain, but he's just sitting around watching Stranger Things, apparently. And I'm over here just living my normal life. I know how to binge watch. You I'm sure you just watched it in one night. You were like, well, I'm going to be busy in Madrid for the next six days, so I'm just going to watch it all It took me
1: like a solid five days to watch eight episodes.
0: Gosh. If you do live under a rock and you have not started Stranger Things or you have not heard anything about it, you really should be watching it. Everyone's
1: watching it. So get into it.
0: Oh, one, one quick thing that really pulls you into the eighties vibe is that the kids curse and kids do not curse in movies anymore. And I was like that it's remarkably effective. Like you feel like you're watching the Goonies, you know what I mean? Yeah, you really do. But yeah, just a last quick note because yeah, because I can, you can, and you did. I can and I will. And I will. Do you know what that's from? Nope. Billy Madison.
1: Oh, I love that movie. I can't.
0: And I I will. And I will. (laughs) Okay, so... We have an email. We do. That's what I was going to say. We got an email. um, A few weeks ago. Do you want to read it? We did, Uh, yeah, but we didn't do the last episode together. Right. Um, Yes, I will read it.
1: Um, This is from Sangeetha And she says uh, She's a new listener to our podcast And wanted to say That we're pretty fun to listen to Um, Mm -hmm. Not that I think I have anything of great value To add to the discussion of race Or um, Policy in America Or Yeah Um, This is when we were talking about Dallas Um, We got this This after that Yeah Um, But she said I would like to say that the Dallas police chief David Brown got it exactly right. I think we ask for way too much from cops and then we are way too willing to tear them down all tear them all down due, due to the misbehavior of a few. We all seem to be too willing to tear down bad cops but we never really think to praise the good cops. Everyone needs a little bit of positive reinforcement, including the men and women who put on that uniform every day. Mathis is preaching over there. As police chief Brown said, they show us the greatest love they possibly can by being willing to die for us. The least we can do is be grateful for them. As the racial issues, uh, I think it's wrong to tell African-Americans and Hispanics that they should not trust the cops that does them more harm than good, especially when so many inner cities are ridden with crime. I'm not excusing the actions of a few bad cops, but I am saying that building trust between the police and the communities uh, they police is, only, is the only way to move forward. However, if we as a society continue to glorify a movement as vile as Black Lives Matter and tear down cops as racist bigots, we only widen the gap between cops and minority communities, thus plunging them into more crime and more poverty. Also, I don't believe that America is a racist country by any means. Uh, she says that she is Indian. And though this is anecdotal, I can tell you that I have never once been in a position, nor have I ever heard of anyone in today's America, in today's America who has denied a chance of success because of the color of their skin. Obviously, there may be roadblocks to your success due to your socioeconomic status or an individual racist here or there, but there are no real institutional racist blocks that prevent anyone from succeeding here. It's why everyone's dreams of coming to this country more than any other. Sure, she says, I have family in India that constantly mocks America, but deep down they want their kids to be here with me because they know that this is the land of the free where anything is possible. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? Methas?
0: Well, I just just think it's it's cool that somebody added to the conversation with us. Yeah. It's a great email. Um, I mentioned this a little bit. Like, this topic has been on my heart a lot lately, and I mentioned it a little bit in last week's episode, how um, there are so many terrible things that are happening in the world, but we have to we have to seek out the good and yes. we have to find love and we have to find hope and that's just that's just the way the world has always been like there will always be bad things and we can choose to like focus on them and let it tear us apart or we can find unity together and i think that what she's saying about cops is really really true in this email where i'm not saying that there has never ever been a bad cop and i'm not saying that today there aren't tons of bad cops running around but yeah just to, to to take a large target and put it on that entire that entire force in America is it's really unhealthy and it's a huge dividing um it's a huge dividing action and i think that cops i think there there actually is a lot of movement right now to try to to try to show cops love for what they do i've seen a lot of it on my um my mm-hmm. social media lately um but she's totally right that when cops, when cops take care of us, we should be saying, like, these cops are, like, risking their lives, and we're incredibly thankful for, like, the deeds that they do. And I, I couldn't agree more with that. The one thing
1: that I always think of is, even though we, we definitely need to think more positively about cops, I think we also need to bring cops' job away from just punishing society in regards to like, they're always pulling people over. Interesting. They're, you know, going, cause I've always thought like if they pull people, this, I mean, this is a stretch, but if they pull people over just to say like, hey, you're driving great. Like it would be so different than they're always doing something negative. We talk about in the schools all the time. Like you can't only do negative reinforcement. You know, we're only punishing the bad kids who do things wrong. We're never praising the kids that actually do things well. And I think it's the same with the cops in the sense that they are only punishing bad people. There's never any, you know, hey, you're doing great, good job. And honestly, I don't know if that's a, that shouldn't be a part of their job necessarily, but I think that that's why right. there's such a bad rap with cops is that they're, you know, they're the punishers. You know, they're the, um, the parent that disciplines the world. So unfortunately, it's just it's going to be hard to change people's perceptions of cops. Yeah, I think.
0: Um, well, so Ray, I agree with what you were saying entirely. I've I've never really thought about it in that sense, but I don't expect them to be doing it in their in their jobs, their day to day jobs. But community outreach, which is one of the big things that I've been seeing on Facebook, especially with with cops with you know with your neighborhood like involving them as like a whole a whole part a whole uh unified part with a community is so huge like and i think that um you know what she was what she was getting at with um with you should not be telling blacks or hispanics like this the, the cops are bad don't trust the cops and you know coming back down to the whole uh you know, actions speak louder than words. Like a huge element is like if people can see see the cops in that light, you know, in that community outreach. Like we all have a barbecue, and and the cops mm-hmm. show up. That's that's how you show that you can trust cops. That's how you right. paint them not just as punishers but as protectors. Like these people yes. are, are, you know, searching the streets, wandering the streets, always on patrol always there and they're choosing this job because they care about their city like right you know cops aren't there just to like to 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 destroy you know the city like no no one needs to be thinking that way they're they're there because they love their cities and you know i don't know if you've been keeping up with the the police shootings but three more cops have been killed after dallas and one of one of the cops that was killed in baton rouge He, you know, two days before he died, he posted this huge post on his Facebook where he was like, we need to unify. We need to stop. We need to stop dividing ourselves into little pieces and just warring against each other. And he was saying the reason why I'm going to continue to be a cop is because I love my city and I want to be there for my city. I want to protect my city. And that is the perfect that is the perfect. Perfect mindset that every all of us need to be walking into the situation with, and it breaks my heart that that's the guy who gets killed like, that's the man who gets shot to death. That's just not, it's not, it's not I mean, fair, it's not fair. I mean, obviously, it's not fair, yeah,
1: yeah. And the sucky thing is, at this point in our like media, if like any cop does anything wrong, it's gonna be just replayed over and over and over again, and just like squeezed. Every mm-hmm. single bit of life. And that's how I felt when I heard about the Baton Rouge thing is like, I understand like, it's terrible that these cops died, but they were playing it over and over and they were analyzing it and they were talking to people who don't need to be on camera. Like this one guy was like, oh, I heard the gunshots. Cool. Like, why are we interviewing these people on TV and replaying it over and over? Like, it's just, it's yeah. not necessary the and it's not helping at all. Like, yes, let's talk about it and let's mourn, but like, let's get, like, we have to move on. Otherwise this is going to keep happening because that's why, I mean, I think a part of why people keep doing it is that people talk about it and it gives them a name, even if it's a negative thing, like they're, they're a part of history now because we keep giving them the time of day. And that it's just, it keeps frustrating me. So frustrating. Um, But I feel like I've talked about that before.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
1: We, the media the media is so annoying to me.
0: Yeah, I mean they they really are stirring the pot. They totally are. They are making like I talked about this already, like uh the the episode that we talked about the Dallas shootings on, there was so much there was so much publicity enraging and just this huge mm-hmm. just boiling factor that happened. And what was frustrating me so much was that we don't even know if the cop was in the wrong yet. Like, you know, nothing about the situation, right. but the coverage was just like, oh my God, somebody else was killed. Oh my God, like, look what this person well, said. And they were look what's going They were on live
1: streaming it, which was what was frustrating me as well. Like they were showing this like unfold and they like were showing this cop getting shot. Like I saw footage of this guy shooting a cop and they put that on TV and I'm like, why? Like, we don't need this. It's not helpful.
0: I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um,
1: Anyways, there's more to I mean, the email. <laughs> Moving on, um, did you have something yeah. you wanted to say?
0: I mean, not particularly. I just I think that my uh, yeah I will throw in one last thought. I think that the throw it at me that either side, you know, by that publicity stirring, like either side of the argument, or any three sides, or any four sides. You know, there's so many sides to this 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 battle that's starting to be you know raged against everybody. Something you throw yeah. is going to start fueling the other side. And it's like yes. even if even if you are on the opposing side and and you support what's being thrown out there, like it's going to stir somebody up and it's gonna cause another problem. And
1: like I feel like if we sometimes have sometimes it's about more something
0: yeah. in regards to the shooting, put their GoFundMe page up and just
1: put that up there and like do some good yeah. instead of replaying all of this footage. And just talking about new updates, it's like, no, just this right. is how you can help. What can we do to be positive? Like, anyways.
0: It's it's a balancing act of truth and peace, too, because you know like one side is trying to say like look this is what really happened this is what really happened and then the other side gets new developments and they're like no 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 this is what really happened <laughs> right. and then they're like oh this is what you know and it goes back and forth and back and forth and it's like obviously everybody is in pursuit of peace but there also is that moment where you need to say and we love
1: uh, it I, that's truth, the thing too
0: pursuit of truth yeah exactly and we love it i mean honestly like it's sick and twisted but i think i think that a lot of police shootings like not not shootings against police like that's a newfound problem but like possible incorrect shootings from police you know or incorrect shootings from police like people eat that shit up like people want to see that stuff and go oh my god look what just happened injustice like we got to go we got to go start a riot we got to go break shit we got to go like cause problems we got to like make war People are looking for that to happen without are, knowing all of we the details. We are, and that's
1: the sad part. We love the death and we love the violence, and it's kind of gross.
0: No, it's terrible. But, and just my yeah. My last thought was that you know there it will always be the pursuit of truth, but you also need to be like looking out for how you're going to find truth and still keep peace and still like search for peace. Yeah. When all these details start coming out, and and the only the only way to do that is to really remember people need to remember that we are, we are all Americans and we are all together and we are all unified. Like we are, we we are like a connected nation. And if we don't like stop, we will, if we don't stop and think about that, then, then it will be gone. You know, like it, we can lose that yeah. connectivity and, and, mm-hmm. and once that's gone, I mean, these sorts of problems only increase. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, to go on with the email, she has a few questions for separate, both me and then Mathis. Um, Mine are real quick. She asks um, if I'm a teacher right now or if I'm working on my master's to become a teacher because I talk about working in schools a lot. Um, And then she also asks what grade subject do I teach? Um, I am a school social worker um, at an elementary school. Um, and I did get my master's. I finished it a few years ago, so I don't really Mm -hmm. teach any subjects, but really what I do is we do a lot of social, emotional, and behavior work, um, with the, the little kids. So it's a lot of fun. And then for Mathis, she asked that, or she says she found our podcast through the Ben Shapiro show, um, which is where Mathis works. It's through the daily wire. Um, and she said that, um, Mathis doesn't nearly seem as conservative as Ben or even Andrew, someone else that works there. And then she's like, am I reading this wrong? If I'm not reading your politics incorrectly, then what is it like to work with people who you do have some pretty big or small ideological differences (laughs) with, especially when politics seem to be a huge part of what they talk about? Um, So yeah, which is actually very interesting. It's a great question.
0: I also, Memphis. I, I love her last line where she's like, you know, obviously it's normal to disagree with coworkers on <laughs> politics, but I work at a shoe <laughs> store. So, so this is a very different <laughs> situation for you. I laughed, I laughed so hard when, when I read that. Yeah, she, and she's totally Sangeeta, right. Like, so funny. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a terrific question. And, and I yeah. think that it is a... It's such a humbling experience to work in my office and to work in politics and it's taught in me taught in me it has taught me it's so, taught in me It's taught in me how to speak correctly. It is um it's taught me a lot. Um politics is one of the biggest things that divides people in yeah. in the country especially right now. Especially right now. Yeah. And and this has really shown me what it looks like to not let that happen i I would not I would not classify myself as as conservative as Ben and Andrew um, but it's still where a lot of my uh, uh, beliefs and and policy ideas lean towards but even when I disagree with them on something it's not it's not a big deal. And this is something else that I, I got into in the last episode. When you have a respect for somebody and you truly appreciate them as a person and, mm-hmm. and you let them uh, be who they are, like, it's really easy to, to disagree with somebody on politics. And that's one of the things that it's, like, it's, it's shown me a lot. And even working in my office, like, there, there are some people, like, you know, we work in our office of politics obviously but we like an event will happen and we'll all be on different sides of the issue like there there is not it's not like this whole office agrees on on like the exact same ideas all the time and then there's me who's like that's not what i think at all like there's always a different opinion in the room there's always a different opinion about um who to support over the election cycle. You know, like not everybody was on the same page and not everybody is still on the same page. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's any more that I, I, I have to say about that. I just, I fully believe in you don't have to, you don't have to agree with somebody to respect them and you don't have to agree with somebody to to be a friend, to be a Conrad, to be a coworker. If if you're a common listener of this show, you know that me and John don't agree about a lot of things. Uh, and mm-hmm. politics is sometimes one of those things. But, yeah. you know, it doesn't – it does not ruin our friendship. Yeah,
1: well, and and it shouldn't be ba- – like, that would sadden me if, like, someone wasn't friends with someone because they were on the opposite side of the political stance. You know, it's just
0: – it's And it does happen. It's very It common. happens
1: all the time, and I just don't really quite understand – um, and I definitely think with some friendships, if it's really a big issue, then you just don't talk about it. You know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't matter. Right. It shouldn't, your friendship should not be based on what the other person believes. And I think that, um, what we were talking about before recording is, you know, that's, I think why we both really respect Ben is that, you know, he is a very smart and intelligent, um, person and he uh, he knows what he believes believes. they they know and they've researched and then they've made a decision based on that and i think that's the most respectable thing and i think even if you don't believe what they have come up with you should still respect the fact that they took the time to really analyze and then decide for themselves and i think that's all we can ask for especially and i'm like you know when we talk about America and we talk about we have the freedom to believe whatever we want, you should respect what someone comes up with in regards to their beliefs. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't, your opinion of them shouldn't change, hopefully. But we're all human.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, I don't have anything to add to that. That's that's exactly right. I just... I stand firmly behind respect for people. I do too. And and I think it really proves how 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 much of a person you are if you can be if you can be patient and you can be kind and, and not be like not be influenced to be vile or hateful towards somebody because of a difference in beliefs. And I mean yeah. you know, today Right now in, in the, the state of the country that is a that's a huge problem. Like we all need to learn to to say that some some fights are unnecessary and, and a lot of people are just people and and they deserve I mean, they deserve a certain level of respect and kindness and love and 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 patience because of that, you know.
1: And it's honestly no different than whether or not you like Coke or Pepsi. Like, it's the same thing. It's just an opinion that you have. You know what I mean? Like, if someone likes Coke or Pepsi, you're not going to not be their friend because they like Pepsi and you like Coke. It's just an opinion that they have. And it's the same with politics. I feel like we just have, for some reason, you know, it's on a different level of opinion in our minds. And so... We hold it up to this high esteem. But really, it's just the same thing. It's an opinion that they have, and it shouldn't matter, even though Coke is better and everyone knows it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Sangeetha, for your email. That was a really great question. It really was. And thank you so much for adding to the conversation. Yeah. Um, So one last last topic for the show that I am really uh, excited and amped interested to talk about yeah just so amped uh i'm stoked john's favorite word that i love to use
1: super stoked super stokeder that was supposed to be a super (laughs) soaker reference and it did not work when it came out of my mind yeah
0: i was like (laughs) what's wrong with uh, your brain right now it's late here yeah i was gonna say that i was like it's nighty time it's 11 (laughs) o'clock okay okay well, we'll wrap it up we'll wrap it up big boy (laughs) big boy (laughs) <laughs> so last week uh, Last Friday actually I, I was having anxiety Like all day Like I was fighting off this really insane Anxiety attack Which I haven't had anxiety in months But this was like it was so bad And mm. I just could not shake it in the whole day I just feel like something crushing my chest. My I'm getting like these minor headaches. I'm getting like little shakes in my hands. Like I'm getting kind of clenchy, you know, just like all over my body. And I was like, this just, this needs to stop. Um, and you know, like I get out of work and I'm going for a walk, like for an hour and I'm just trying to like, let it all out. Uh, flash forward two nights and I just wake up and I can't move my back. Well at all, like my back is just, aching, and my whole left side feels like a rock, mm-hmm. and I can't move my neck well, and about a week, about a week previous of this moment, I, I had booked my first massage ever, like, I haven't gone to it yet, I've booked my first massage ever, Ooh. like, with a real masseuse, a friend of mine, who's, uh, fantastic, uh, I know her from church, she, um, but, in in the in like two days, I think it is from when my back is just completely like rockified. I have this massage, and I was like, okay, well, that's perfect timing. That's terrific. But I'm like struggling through this back pain, and I finally get to be, you know, like I get to the session, and she's going to town on my back, and I just, I just want to die a little bit. Like it hurts a lot, I'm, and yeah. And she's just like talking me through what the, you know, what this muscle stress might be from, you know, and I'm like telling her about my week. And as I'm talking about it, I'm realizing that that anxiety attack has done that to my body.
1: Like, yeah, it really does. I,
0: exactly. I was like, that has to be what it is. Not, my back has not been this bad in a long time my anxiety has not been this bad in a long time and even though like i'm fighting off that anxiety attack all of friday it doesn't mean that it was gone after friday like there's just these remnants in my my body and in my brain where i'm Mm -hmm. just like trying to stay cool and it's it's very uh difficult and i'm basically lying on this massage bed and i realize my anxiety just did that to my back and i had no idea and it was just such a profound moment where i was like reminded again of how how little we think of our body sometimes in terms of how we how we uh you know filter our thoughts or how we think about things or mm-hmm. how we care to our spirits like certain ways that you think about yourself or ways that you think about the world influences your body a lot and totally and we forget about it and as i i mean I'm going to turn it over to you uh, before I finish my thought, but I'm just lying there. And I was like, this, this isn't how do you know, how do we forget this? But it is, it is one of those, to me, it is like a triangular thing where it's like the mind, the spirit and the body, which is language that the, the Bible uses a lot. We are constantly like, we are constantly breaking that sort of, that sort of unity by just like, you know, like caring for the mind, caring for the spirit, caring for the yeah. mind, caring for the spirit, not and just totally forgetting about this this one element that is Well, I'll let you take it from here.
1: <laughs> you just stopped mid sentence.
0: I was yeah, really I hoping know to see what
1: you were gonna do. would say with it? Um yes to everything you're saying. Um my my journey with anxiety um, has had many peaks and not even valleys cause I'm always peaking. Um, but <laughs> my, like my main anxiety comes from like obsessive thoughts. Like my anxiety, like if something is, I either overthink it and then it's that type of stuff. Like that's how my anxiety is. Um, and I've noticed, I notice how it affects my body so much. Um, and so that's why like, yeah. I try to do a lot of things that kind of connect the mind and body. And more recently, um, I think I've come to the conclusion that I think it's very detrimental that we do think of it, the mind, soul, and body as three separate things when really we need to think of them as one thing together. Um, Because yeah. so I think if we think of it in three parts, we almost dissociate ourselves from the, you know, the three different things. Um, and we yeah. really have to think of it more as like you are one thing and what you do, with your mind affects, like you were saying, it affects your body. And I mean, one thing that I've also been thinking about a lot is, you know, what you eat really affects not only your body, but also your mind. Um, so like, right. And there's a lot of research to it. Like if you eat crap, like your body doesn't have the nutrients it needs to really slows
0: down your mind.
1: Well, yeah. And it it makes your mind malnourished and therefore creates more anxiety. It creates other things. And, um, so and then that in, entails then your entails that's definitely not the right word, but then um, your spiritual aspect is also very much um, diminished as well. Because if like you have a lot of anxiety, then you know it goes into like very deep dark holes. Um, so I really don't have anything else, Mathis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah um that's kind of why I like to think of it as a triangle because I feel like it's it's all very connected, but there' it's just different points to the same shape. It's like uh, we we care for the body in the same way that we care for the mind and the spirit. At least that's what we should be doing. We should be caring for all of them in such a in such a um, caring uh, uh focused manner, you know like i'm I'm going to really take care of my body. Because I care about my thoughts, because I care about my spirit, and um, to me, what what I started thinking about as I started just uh, meditating and you know pondering over this more, mm-hmm. I was thinking about how how much the body is like the manifestation of anything going on inside of you. Like, think about how quickly you can read me when you look at my face. Like, my face is not mm-hmm. my soul. My face is not my my mind or my thoughts but it manifests everything that's going on inside of my head. Like, and and we can look at each other and we can go, that person's very distressed right now. or That person's incredibly happy right now. And I just started realizing like the, the more you think about that, the more profound it is. It's like the body is, it is, it is this like instrument that communicates everything going on inside of you. And I think a lot of times, uh, um, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, divorcing the flesh. And, and I, understand, I understand where that language comes from. But I think sometimes because we're, we're very focused on, on divorcing the flesh, like um, Paul writes a lot about like, well, this is where my spirit wants me to go, but this is where my flesh wants me to go. And I have to follow the spirit. And I'm trying to kill the flesh. I'm trying to put it down. Like I, I agree with a lot of, a lot of that philosophy but i do think that you, the, the flesh is not completely is not completely to be put down from the spirit from the mind and i don't think that the bible means to do that i think that he's focusing on one element that is like super super important to the way that you carry yourself like you don't let your feelings get the best of you all the time you know you don't let you, you don't just do whatever whatever you want to do like and you could take that down to something as simple as um I'm not going to eat this entire box of donuts because I care about my body, you know? Like, you could take it down to the most simplest of things. But um, but, anyways, I just don't think that we give as much care to the body, like we don't think about it in the same way. And a part of it might be caused by that, that constant uh, divorce of the flesh Uh, conversation. I'm not saying that that should be gone, but I do think that we need to constantly be reminded of how important it is to take care of your body and how, and how, you know, if I, if I start like having bouts of anxiety, it's going to affect my body. And, you know, I have to be prepared for that. And I should want to take care of my mind. I should want to take care of my heart because of how it's going to influence, you know, everything else and something else. I was just, I was just thinking about like, um, you know, how people can feel things in their heart. Like this is, this is why people reference the heart in such a, a love manner, because we all do feel something in our heart. If we're heartbroken or we're in love, like that's, it's, it's fascinating, but it's because it's because of all of this manifestation of the way that you're thinking about things or how your brain transmits to your body, you know, like it's it's just so fascinating. Anyways, John. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I was just really enjoying you uh, talk there for a second. Um, I am not a fan, of, I mean, yeah, I'm not a fan of the idea of divorcing the flesh at all. Um, I think that that really right. I knew hurts. you were gonna say that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's just where I am right now. It may change later. But right now, I'm definitely at a point where I feel like if your body is telling you something, it's telling you something for a reason. And I think that you at least need to give it the time and the meditation to see why it's feeling the way it is because our bodies are so intricate that if it's something's hurting, either physically, or, you know, like you were saying, like your heart's hurting, which isn't necessarily a body thing. It's more of a consciousness like type of thing. But you really need to take time to figure out why. And even if it's, even if you think it's a bad thing, which is why the Bible like talks about divorcing the flesh. Cause it's like, you know, you know, for all of the reasons why the flesh can hurt you, I think you at least need to give it the time to think about it. Um, Cause otherwise Absolutely. you push down all of those things um, until they bottle up. And then this, you know, you're just a spiritual, mental and physical wreck. So I think if you do kind of the prep work and you actually listen to both, well, even though I don't like calling it three separate things, but you listen to your mind and you listen to your body, um, I think that overall you will be a much more spiritually, mentally, and physically whole person. Um,
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, coming back to that talk of, like, uh, manifestations and what you're saying about um, uh, we really have to listen to the body because it's telling us something, it's like – you know if you look into certain things a lot of things that we do uh, emotionally or the way that we think about our spirituality or the way that we interact with our spirituality or the way that we take care of our body like it's a lot of it's linked to something else like for example uh, I have a terrible habit of biting my nails and, and I know what it's from I bite my nails most when I overthink things and when I'm writing like it's it's a manifestation of like tinkering too hard or getting uh, stressed out about something else. Right. Like it's, and it's not always it's not always like bad stress. Sometimes it's just good stress. Like I could be sitting down writing a script and I'll be like, "How are they going to get out of this pickle? You know, like how are they going to figure this out?" And it makes me bite my nails. You know. And right. There's so much about you know. There's so much about how the body reacts to certain things going on in your head. It's really amazing. It is, yeah. That's what I was starting to realize as I was thinking about it more.
1: Well, and, like, just the things you can do if you really just connect – because I think we've disconnected our mind and body. I think that's where all of the disconnect in our world is, is that, you know – and where all the anxiety is, is because we really – I kind of lost my train of thought there. But the one thing I was thinking of is, like, you can – almost train your mind. I I remember someone saying this, that like, you can tell yourself to wake up at a certain time. And like, if you train yourself, like it will work, you know, your mind and body are connected. So intertwined, we just have been taught and we practice that they are two separate things that, you know, we really just, we're really, our equilibrium is very much off. Um, And I feel like it's so hard to, you know, get that back in our society today. Because we're so either connected with our phones or, you know, everything that's going on. It's very hard to connect everything now. Um, so yeah, I don't I think know. We just, I'm not good just at it. Really so. Do.
0: But I think I, I do respect the way that you, you do take a lot of choices towards your body to take care of your mind. Like you care about what you eat because of how yeah. it influences your mind. And you made me care more about what I eat because I was like, you know what? That is slowing my mind down. And that's slowing my, my behaviors and my activities down. Yeah. And, you know, you you make a point to exercise a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that just... It really... It influences how fast you can think. It influences how you control your emotions, you know? Yeah. It's... Um, the sleeping sleeping is such a good example, yes, of this, you know, because I mean, this is just there's a lot of like simple profoundness in this to me. The fact that I can just wake up at the same time, like even when I don't set an alarm, like it's w- generally within the same hour that is that is totally your amazing mind communicating with your body yeah it's hmm it's really amazing um just think what we but, could do yeah. if like
1: we were like fully connected um you know if we weren't so discombobulated
0: i think i think a, a lot of people right now are really trying to get back to the care of the body you know like that's a huge movement in society but we it are is. we are generally very bad about about making all of those unified like mm-hmm. i think there is a there is a, a movement for health right now that is really strong like people trying to figure out what works for them and everything is not so cookie cutter with what you eat or right. how you work out but that's that is a that is a really good movement towards the influence of your mind and your spirit but i think that there there could be more done there to really influence how much or to really um pursue how much they are really interconnected to each other you know like it's mm-hmm. not just about taking care of your body it's really about taking, taking the time to think about how it influences your brain you know taking the time to figure out yeah why I mean something as simple as like why is my back like uh, getting so tense at night like when I, mm-hmm. when I wake up in the morning why can't I move my back what am I drinking what am I thinking about <laughs> before I go to bed you know
1: I just pictured you as like a frozen like corpse when you wake up <laughs>
0: like you can't move any of your some limbs some days <laughs>
1: So, was <laughs> <just> like, help, <laughs> help me, yeah.
0: Anyways. And I'm, I, I love that you can, um, you can really see like the body is so amazing because you can see the efforts that you put in so quickly. Like, something my sister said a few years ago that really stuck with me. Uh, because my sister is a huge health nut, she just like performed in a bodybuilding. Uh, competition a little while ago, or more like fitness, you know, building competition. Uh I mean, she's not like a giant meathead. Um, (laughs) you know, I asked her, I was like, why, why is working out so important to you? And she said, because no matter what else is going on in my life, I can work out and I can instantly see results. If I can't get other places in my life right now, like if I can't, if I can't find what I'm looking for, uh, uh, emotionally or intellectually or, you know, in any of those realms, I can, I can instantly see the, the efforts that I put towards my body uh, as eating healthy or working out. I can just see it immediately. And that's, that sometimes that is just enough motivation to continue, you know, in right. a lot of ways. And, and my own personal experience with that recently was that I got that, I got that, you know, massage And I got back up and my friend was like, Your your shoulders, I swear to God, they're like two inches lower. And I was like, I totally believe it because the just giving your giving the time of day to your body, it's a very quick
1: It's so important
0: uh, recovery. Yeah. It, It can be. Yeah. Think about how quickly you can lose weight. You know what I mean? Like Then there's these people that are like,
1: I've been trying for five years and I've lost three pounds.
0: (laughs) But no, I know what you mean. Some of that I think is mental as well. There's definitely some of that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge
1: thing. And I think we could go on for hours because I have a lot of things to talk about when it comes to this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But that's also because of my obsessive anxiety mind. I've gone through like every type of different thing to help my body. (laughs)
0: Yeah, you have, but a- I think that Almost to
1: the point where it's not good, so.
0: I think that it is somewhat of a testimony to share with other people, though. You know, like, you can bring that, that experience. And oh, that.
1: I'll, I'll start my list, guys. I'll start <laughs>
0: my list. It's something. You're yeah, like the do's and don'ts <laughs> of trying to care for your anxiety and your body. And there's, like, two <laughs> do's and 36 Heroin. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, closing thought For me, closing thought for you, my closing thought. uh, Remember, the mind, the body, the spirit is a triangle. It is one unit. Take care of all elements, they will influence each other, and really hear yourself out. Um, We'll definitely revisit this topic. Anything you want to say, John? Nope. Ditto. Ditto over there. You crushed it. Thank you. All right. Well, this has been a blast of an episode. I can't wait to hear about the rest of Spain. I think you're going to be back soon, yeah? Uh,
1: yes, I will be back by next week.
0: Cool. Um, yeah. Thank you for the email, Githa. If anybody else wants to email us, yes. uh, that is h-e-l-l-o-a-n-d-a-d-i-e-u at gmail.com, do at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to contact us on the, the Twitters, we are at do. Spelt the same way. Yep. Obviously. Uh, and um, you, can, you can rate, subscribe, and review us on iTunes, and that'll help other people find the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope everybody had as much fun as me and John did. Yeah.
1: Party popper. Oh, yeah. All right, Mathis. John's
0: tired. I'll talk to you soon. And he's
1: now speaking in the third person.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> Adieu. Adieu to you. Bye. Bye-bye.